it's not a whole lot of fad in whiskey for the most part. Like, it happens, but it's not as frequent. Say, remember, remember spiced whiskey? <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> that was like special Silver, companies. Yeah. And Silver Whiskey had a little moment in the sun, too. Yeah. I mean, will not miss that. I mean, wrong whiskey? Wrong, yeah. You know what's great about whiskey that's aged for forever? Hmm, how can we undo that? Can you, like, sit down and not talk? <laughs> Have you ever wanted your whiskey to be more like moonshine? No. <laughs> I'll just drink moonshine when I want moonshine. Yeah, especially that's just legal. And I'm honestly fairly certain that all it did was ruin moonshine. <laughs> Moment I buy a house, I'm buying a still. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you did announce that. I mean, you already brew. Moment, it's not I, the same thing. So, and I, what I intend to start doing is there's a special. It's got a weird name to it, where you take mead and then you distill it. Oh, it's kind of. It almost sounds like kind of like a brandy process. Yes, but it's made from mead and it's fucking awesome. It'll make you blind, but it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's interesting. I actually would love to try, like, brandied mead sometime. That sounds I, that's, amazing. That, that's in the future, probably. Is there a name for said product? Um, no, but you can also make honey shine, which is essentially distilled mead before it becomes mead. Like, it's, it's fermented, and then you distill it from there as opposed to aging it. Mm-hmm. I've always known distilled mead as a nectar of the gods, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> so I just searched brandy, brandy mead, and it just started finding me people Facebook's profiles of people whose names are brandy mead. It's like shit. <laughs> well, you are single, Jeff. <laughs> that that is one way to roll the dice. Just start going on random fucking Facebooks. Hey, what are you doing Saturday? How you doing? <laughs> I see you live in the four states over from me. You want to fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's Ohio? Want some fuck? My own version. <laughs> it's your own version of Tinder. <laughs> yeah, that's the balls out play. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode number 63. Woo! Woody, woo! Woo! <laughs> so, uh, if you're listening to this, you are listening to it obviously during, well, no, just right after E3 ends, right? No, no, it, this will go up on Monday, which means it'll oh, be yeah. like, E3 technically won't have started, but a bunch of the press conferences will either be happening on the day it goes up or have already happened because <laughs> E3 this year is stupid. There we go. Yes, so the super really close day of E3 podcast number 63. I am Mave Online, and I am joined here to get today by... Uh, we call him Alex typically, but Mave Online or Heinous Mave are his true titles. Yes. His calling, as it were. Yes. Uh, I am Jeff, or Invader Gur, or if I'm playing a Persona game, Hoenn Kioma. And we're also joined by our whiskey-sipping, pirate flag, banner-waving gentleman. What was that? Ostrich egg-eating. Ostrich egg-eating, yes. Black and Decker kitchen appliance-using friend, colleague, uh, I don't know, 
powerful overlord in like the darkest, most lightning god sense of the word. I'm going to smuggle all this whiskey into my system into a movie theater in my stomach. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you all yeah. think this is Pepsi, but you're wrong. <laughs> I, with a friend, have gone to a movie theater before, and a friend shoved just like, you know how some. Uh, pizza places give you the pizza in like a bag kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a flat brown paper bag sort of deal. Yeah, he just had that straight up his shirt. And then just like goes to the theater, just takes it out and just starts eating and like a pizza. And like half the people around him are like looking at him like, shit, that was a pretty good idea. I should have snuck a whole I pizza I forgot to mention this last week when I saw Pirates of the Caribbean. I was sitting next to some kids that like, oh, we smuggled in this candy. Oh, ha ha, we're badasses. I proceeded to pull a six-pack of beer and a pint of ice cream out of my hoodie and look at them and go, <laughs> amateurs. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Did you say you pulled out a six-pack? Yeah. And what else? And a pint the of theater? ice cream. That's, that's a bold move, Cotton. I, I, kudos. That's hey, when the... you are a techie and you're allowed to wear cargo pants, anything's possible. That said, he did say the word hoodie. Yeah. Huh. I, I'm not even mad. I'm shocked. Surprised. There's a certain yeah. level of intimidation. I'm not even mad. I, I'm impressed. Yeah, there's a certain yeah. level of intimidation I put off that makes movie theater people be like, you smell like you're smuggling a pizza in. So? Just saying you smell like you're smuggling a pizza in. Not oh, no. allowed to eat beforehand? I... <laughs> Me and Jen have a variety of dates that are us smuggling like full meals in to see movies. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that give it. Oh, man, there should be like websites dedicated to like, you know, there's all kinds of like how to do magic tricks to like con people into shit. There should be like neat and interesting tricks of getting food into movie theaters. <laughs> I. It, here's An my entire trick. section. Put dedicated it under to your shirt, packs. zip up your hoodie, and stare down any fucker who tries to be like, Sir, are you obviously smuggling a pony keg into this theater? <laughs> you raise a fair point, sir. Be on your way. <laughs> sir, you obviously have a person. wedding cake under your shirt. <laughs> Fair point. You'd be on your way, sir. Like, they don't give a fuck you know, so long as they said, like, hey, don't do that once. <laughs> Say, you're right. I never looked at it that way. They aren't paid enough to actually stop yeah. anyone. <laughs> like, there is no person who is willing to lay down their life for the movie theater they work yeah, for. Yeah, like, if you, if, so long as you, like, put the effort in to hide it from the security cameras, and I mean, like, barely any effort, they can be like, we don't fucking care. Yep. Like I've been go holding into, a go bag. Into the theater you were supposed to, or don't. We yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I, I'm not saying sneak food in the theaters. I'm just saying if you're gonna think about doing it, it's way easier than you think it is. Like you could almost be like holding two hot dogs and being like, "Don't worry, I'll eat them before I go in," and they might be like, "Eh, whatever." <laughs> yeah, they, they they are that level of like, we we pro we hate our job. I've taken full rotisserie chickens into theaters. <laughs> and uh, how did you pull that one off? I'm uh, curious now. I think I Was put it, it in my backpack, and they're like, you're wearing a backpack, and I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Can't have that here. Uh, where's that Where's that in your policy? They, the, <laughs> the conversation was literally, can we look inside your backpack? No. Fair enough. <laughs> you smell you like chicken. You don't have the authority to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You ain't the police. 
You don't have that authority. We can, I only have to ask you to not go in here. You don't have the authority to do that either. We can deny you entry to this theater. No, you can't. <laughs> but you, I, I'm sorry. Maybe you can, but you won't. <laughs> it's really, really worth losing your life over stopping me from bringing food in your theater. Just the choice you want to make, boy? You're going to stop yeah, me from bringing my food in? I know you're here literally thinking, this is the horrible way I'm spending my Friday night. Is this a good Friday to die? So this is how you chose to die, huh? This was fated when the day you were born, killed by me because you won't let me bring my pizza in. You wouldn't kill me. I'll do a lot of things. This is turning into like an episode of Lucifer. Like, so this is how you wound up there. Huh. <laughs> this is how you wound up at a... Uh, an eternity of damnation groveling at my feet. Sneaking food into movie theaters. <laughs> That's what Lucifer's going to say when he meets you, I guess. I, I picture it being like, you, you you snuck a pony keg into a theater once, and then I theater hop for three for like the rest of the day. Damn! I had a lot of keg to go through. I, I saw Batman The Dark Knight five times. <laughs> Oh, God. That was a bad Tuesday. <laughs> and how much booze did you have on you? A pony keg. <laughs> Fair answer. I was drunk when I got to that theater for the midnight showing. I was still drunk when I left. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, enough about my um youthful exploits. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, would you like to go first or would you like me to? Uh, you can go first. Absolutely. So, this week was kind of interesting for me. So, I wound up going uh, back home because my parents got tickets to go see Jerry Seinfeld. He's still alive? Uh, he is still alive, and amazingly, he actually looks really good for his age. He's in his 60s, and he looks pretty much exactly the fucking same. I guess I knew he was alive. He denied Kesha a hug recently or something. I have no idea. Um, but we got to see him and then one of like the writers for Arrested Development, I think, was there as well. And um, they were both very, very funny. Um, and it, we got to do all this in the great, glorious, beautiful city of Worcester. Um, How did you get shot and mugged outside the theater? No, but we did have uh, my aunt who works there being like, okay, don't take this street <laughs> um, in certain parts, um, which I can confirm because I used to drop one of my friends off in Worcester and there is like an actual like, that street is owned by the uh, LA Kings or whatever it is. the um, Latin Kings. Yeah, like don't go <laughs> over there. It, no. <laughs> Just don't Active do that. Active gang activity, yeah. So I didn't, and unfortunately, there used to be a car out in Worcester at, there's this, like, one famous uh, traffic stop that, or not, I don't know if traffic stop's the word. It's the convergence of around seven or eight streets without a single stop sign, yield sign, or red light, and it is complete bedlam. And I used to have to brave that thing all the time, and it used to have what one of my favorite automotive atrocities that we used to call the dum-dum car, because it looked like a dum-dum lollipop where they had two-toned it, so the top of it was pink, like a powdered pink, and the bottom was green, so it looked like one of those half-sided dum-dum lollipops. So this vehicle is used to sell drugs, right? Probably. Um, 
So did that, and then we went out to a very fancy Italian restaurant in Worcester, and the food was, eh, not bad. Um, so the best Italian food is not from Worcester. Um, the so. best anything, and I do mean anything, is not from Worcester. Like, maybe <laughs> the best meth is from Worcester, but that's about it, probably. <laughs> no, sure. on, not even the best meth. Crack Street's from Lowell, so... Maybe not the crack and meth are the same thing. I was going to say, maybe the best crack, but definitely not the best meth. Meth is too high pollutiny a drug for Worcester. <laughs> um, so, now that I have a glass of uh, Crown Royal Reserve I am currently nursing. Because um, tonight is the whiskey cast. In case you missed it, uh, two of the three yeah. of us are drinking. One of yep. the three of us is quite drunk right now. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> I, this is professionalism. If we could do the, or if I didn't have to go to work on Thursdays, this would be how I'd podcast. Drunken um, podcast. Hell yeah, we did that once. Um, it ended badly for Jeff. It <laughs> did. Why can't? Or you just need to recreate that every week. Um, uh, me so, calling your parents to see if you're still alive. <laughs> yep, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, other than that, basically my, like, slow absorption into the Atlas universe to where I will stay and never return from is continuing. So, I beat Persona 4. Ooh. I liked the ending a lot. You didn't know shit, um, did you? Um, I had a list in my head of who the killer could be, and I will say that person was on the list, but they weren't near the top. But you um, didn't see what the reality was coming. I didn't expect them to explain it as eloquently I, and as well as they did. That's a pretty good explanation of, hey, here's what the fuck's going on. You're like, holy yeah. shit. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a rhyme. Everything has a reason. Everything goes together. And I literally would have believed that the game ended the first times I got endings of the game. But I got the golden ending, and it is beautiful. But you now totally um, understand me being like, you don't know shit, Jeff. Yep. But. And you also now understand the only spoiler that exists for Persona. The only spoiler. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yep. Um, but with that, uh, I absolutely enjoyed my experience. I, like, had this, like, weird, like, empty feeling when I finished the game of, like, I'm never going to, or I don't know if I'll ever have a gaming experience quite like that again in my life where I've been so enticed by a storyline and just, like, there will never be a my first playthrough of Persona. No, and, and that's the thing. Like, like that That's the magic of Persona. The first time you play through one of those games, it's like, A, it, the, the, your first Persona will always be a special place in your heart, followed by, like, there's, there's a reason people talk about their first playthrough of each game, like, with a weird, nostalgic lovingness. Yeah, because when you don't know what's going on, it's so hard to capture that, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Because so many storylines are so predictable, and the Persona one's just so off the wall. And even being off the wall, it completely is well-explained and has great twists and turns, and it's phenomenal. And as we always say every week, I just can't say enough good things about Persona 4. Yeah, it's... I... After you beat Persona 5, we should talk about which one you think is better because it's really weird comparing those two games. Mm -hmm. Well, funny you should mention that. Uh -huh. So, Persona 3. <laughs> oh, you they found it too, huh? Yeah, so they released a portable version of it 
um, that supposedly was an utter piece of trash for the PlayStation, for the PSP, like the PSP 1000. Because um, I was reading some stuff online, they're like, the PSP wasn't strong enough to handle it, and it played like shit. But it's a Crytek engine game, so I'm assuming they rebuilt it at some point. Not maybe to the degree of Golden, but I think they redid the game. Um, so I went on Amazon. I was like, all right, how much does it cost to get this game? $40 for the PSP copy. And I was like, what? And they're like, $20 for a digital download for a PlayStation Portable Vita. And I was like, that one. So bringing the processing power of the Vita to the table to blend with the uh, game. So my gaming experience should be intact and be completely manageable. I'll mention it um, again. You can get that game for like equal price for the PS3. I don't, I no, no, don't if, have my PS3. If you don't own this. a Vita, you can still play Persona 3 is the point oh. I'm making. Okay, yeah. And you can probably get it on a PlayStation TV for cheaper than that, too. Um, um, PlayStation TV is a Vita. Uh, PlayStation TV? Yeah, but it's only like 50 bucks. Yes, that's true. Uh, the Vita is not. <laughs> um, so, did that. I now have Persona 3, and I... I'm very early on in that game, like only turned it on today early on. And that's after I was playing Persona 5 for most of my day. Um, and I'm not going to lie, that game is instantly fucking enticing for me. Um, because it's like Persona 4, except darker. Much darker. Yeah, but Persona 3 is dark. Yeah. Like, how dark, you might ask? Like... The very, like, opening thing where the main character gets off a train and is like, oh, I'm in a new city. He looks out and the entire cityscape is populated by coffins. You're like, hmm, that's pretty metal. <laughs> well, let's take it um, one step further. Have you gotten to how you summon your persona yet in that game? I haven't, but I know the answer. <laughs> it's pretty fucking dark. Oh, yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. I've seen someone chicken out of doing it, if that counts. That's fair. Um, but I do know that that is what happens. and uh, Or we should just tell it. So, uh, Alex, how do you think people summon Personas in Persona 3? Uh, I think Charlie already told me, actually. And what's that? They shoot themselves in the head. They do. Correct. The game has high schoolers putting guns to their heads and pulling the fucking trigger. Yeah. Um, this game's so fucking metal. I am so stoked for it. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing Persona 3 updates like I did 4, but... It's... uh, 3 is as far back as you should go. Mm. So, question, Charlie. Yes. Persona 3, was there an option to be... uh, to choose the gender of the protagonist? I think it's only on New Game Plus you can be female. Okay, because in the, um, the PSP version that I have... They let you be female, like, from the beginning. Okay, yeah, that may have I, been something they added. Or maybe yeah. maybe you could have always been female from the beginning. I, I know you can be male or female in that game. I just ask because it gives this explanation of, like, the male character is closer to the original uh, Persona 3 storyline. Or if, So if you've played Persona 3 or Persona 3 FES, which I don't know what that stands for, um, play the... Or, you can play the female, but if not, you should stick to the original one and invel- and try the original story. Yeah, I think so it I was, like, was... Okay, I'll do that. I, I think it was in the original Persona 3, you played male the first time, and then New Game Plus was, hey, you can play the female char- You can play the female version of the main character. Yeah. 
Because they're saying if you want a different perspective on the existing universe, that's what the female characters were. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to get the first perspective. Well, first. and to their credit, the romance options are completely different. That would be entirely true. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that game has that. a cool new game plus feature. Yeah. So I'm stoked to start playing Persona Three on my PSP, and I'll be taking that back to Massachusetts with me and shit. It's good. I wound up discovering very quickly that without a portable handheld game of some variety that I'm trying to grind through, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, when uh, when I'm not working on something major like playing a console game or on my computer or, like, on a guitar and I'm just trying to kill ten minutes, I, like, don't know what the fuck to do with myself. Mm. So, um, and Persona 3 is a phenomenal way to handle that. So we've all been I there. I get that in my life. Yep. Um... And also, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast last week, so if I did, stop me. Did I mention my brother shooting a pig? No. No? So, the other week, I called my brother, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be coming home, I'm going to invite a bunch of friends over to play Settlers of Catan, you should come. My brother loves Settlers of Catan, and he's like, oh, I can't go, I'm on my way down to Pennsylvania right now. I'm like, you're what? He's like, yeah, I'm going on a boar hunt. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I'm like, are you like what and he's like yeah i'm treating myself it's gonna be great and dude went down to western pennsylvania went to a place that has um boars um boars are a vermin animal in pennsylvania yep um they're the only animal in pennsylvania or he tells me the u.s which he might be right i just don't know um that you can hunt from a helicopter um uh, because no that's not true at all because you can hunt elk from helicopters Okay, that didn't sound right to me, but it at the depends very least, on the you state. Can... If he was saying it's the only one that in every state you can hunt from a helicopter, that might be true. But I know when I was in Alaska, you could hunt shit from helicopters. It was okay. frowned upon, but it was a thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can get in a helicopter and you can shut or shoot boars in uh, Pennsylvania if you'd like. Um, Your so brother took brother the helicopter, down... didn't he? No, he did not take a helicopter. Okay, it's gonna call him a bitch for doing that. <laughs> God, no. Um, he used a Remington rifle. I don't remember any of the other details about it. Remingtons um, are nice. But, yeah, but he are, he uh, managed to get himself a 300-pound uh, Carolina boar. Ooh, that's good. And his friend got a 180-pound Russian boar. Mm. Um, so my mom's refrigerator has a uh, a uh, bunch of trash bags filled with pig meat in them. And uh, where my mom, I believe this week, is going to be taking them to a, uh, there's a like a butcher near us that yeah. will like turn it into sausage and stuff for you. Um, and they also have a person that they'll turn the pork belly into bacon for you. Um, so we'll be getting it slaughtered a little more eloquently than just like, it's just like piles of meat. Like it looks Slab straight out of a horror of movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just like pa- it's just like slabs and piles of giblets. Um, but my brother has officially like one up to me on the man scale tenfold because I have never been hunting. Um. So, that happened. Um, and if I told this part, you'll have to stop me as well. Which is, 
My brother called my mom and was like, hey, they'll give me the pig's head for $200. Do you want it for your uh, veterinary clinic? And my mom's answer was, no. There's a company called Skulls Incorporated that will sell me a skull. That's They cover it in beetles, and the beetles clean the skull, yeah. and there's nothing cleaner you can do. And if I want one, I'll get it from them for less. And I was like, that is the most horror movie store, or the most horror movie conversation I've ever had with my mother. No, it's actually, um, it's a forensic technique as well. Oh, I'm sure. I I don't doubt its validity or that it works. It's just terrifying. We're going to cover with some kind of mortuary beetle or something, and it's going to just strip the flesh off of it, and nothing can get into the crevices better. Tell your brother I'll pay him for the teeth. If he has them, I'll, I'll let you know. I will take the teeth and the tusks. Uh, his was a sow. I, I will still take the that, teeth. But... Okay. I'll let him know. But um, that pretty much concludes me. Oh, no, wait. No, it doesn't. I forgot one other thing. I started watching the Persona 4 Golden anime a little bit. It's a pretty good anime. It is? Holy shit, if you have not played the game, do not watch it. Yes, it's a great way <laughs> to is, recap. Okay. It okay. is a it is a terrible recap. Um, they accelerate through so much of the plot; yeah. it's insane. And like characters just get like thrown in, and they don't explain how they got there or like who they are. They're just there suddenly. I'm like, what the? If I didn't know what was going on, this is so jarring. Yeah, um, the assumption of that anime is you have played Persona Four. Yes, um, and. I will say that uh, the main character, Persona 4, in the video game version is a little bitch, and the anime version is a freaking overpowered god. Because <laughs> literally, um... so Alex, you've been playing Persona 4. Yes, You remember I have. the very first enemy you fight, like, ever, the, like, tongue-licking thing that, like, turns around and reveals a face? Yeah. Well, so the remember, main character Alex the is anime... playing on easy, so we can not have to grind, so... Even on normal, there's only one of them. Yeah. And no matter how many you say there are, in the anime, he literally fights on the magnitude of, like, 100,000 of them. Sure. And he just starts, like, shooting light, or just starts, like, controlling lightning from the sky. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, that just is starts mass murdering waves of them. Yes, it is Arsene and all. But it was just this, like, layers moment. Like, Arsene Man. is the one from, um, Five, dude. Oh, it, it looks like Arsene. Actually, it doesn't look like Arsene. Arsene is the one for five. Whatever the first one is in four, um, he just starts like fucking destroying waves after waves of these things. Like, man, he is OP. <laughs> Jesus. He doesn't need friends. Um, fucking yeah. It's like weaknesses, who needs them? Yeah. And then there was a moment in the anime where. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for Alex, so I'll just say the main character is talking to extras for some reason, and one of them is very clearly the girl from the show Another, and, like, the one line of dialogue she says to him is, like, my demon eye can see through you, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is, the sh- like, a direct ripoff of the girl from the show Another doing in here? It's appreciated, or Another or and Persona of- games take place in the same universe. Do they? I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying they don't. All right. Well, the show Another and Persona take place in the same universe. That makes me ultra happy because I like the show Another. It's not my favorite show, but it's definitely one of the ones I enjoyed. 
I like Higurashi better, but another definitely is a good scratches that horror anime itch. Um, so yeah, that brings you up to speed with me. Uh, how are you doing this week, Charlie? Uh, not too and bad. I'll take a long sip from my whiskey glass. Yeah, I I should refill mine, but yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the biggest news is I saw Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I may or may not snuck. I I may or may not have had a wonderful <laughs> date with my girlfriend where I snuck a um large amount of food and beverage in to see that one. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. The way to do that. Somewhere between two and five meatball subs may have been smuggled into that movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's I. It's really weird talking about that movie because it's good. Like, I, I genuinely enjoyed that movie. It was a cool-ass movie. It's got some cool parts, but, like, it's like, oh, is it better than the other DC stuff? And I'm like, I haven't seen most of the other DC stuff because it's terrible. Like, I I, I would recommend this because I had fun watching it. I'm like, yeah, this movie's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's be- Marvel it's like- tends to do a lot better than DC does at the movie theater. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. So the only other the only really other DC movie I saw was Suicide Squad, and this movie is so much better than that. Despite the fact that movie won an Oscar, like never forget Suicide Squad has an Oscar. Mm-mm. It's like yeah, this movie's really good. I, I enjoyed this, but at the same time, it's like talking about it's super complicated because it's like it's the best dc movie ever no wait it's actually a pretty good movie too i don't want to drag it down with the rest of that schlock it's like saying it's the best um yui bowl movie it's like what does that even mean (laughs) no the movie's it's it's fun like it's got some cool action sequences um what's her name gal gadot is fucking cool as shit in that movie that's mm-hmm. what I've been hearing. Yeah, it's it. I, as someone who judges their superhero movies on how good the fights are, there's some fucking good fights in that movie. So yeah. Hmm. Like the best sequence in that movie is the sequence you want to be the best sequence in that movie, and you know it's a pretty fucking good sequence. <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. But yeah, besides that, um, remember I got my um, Xbox One running last week. That was so I could play some Burnout Paradise. And you know, that game's probably still the best racing game ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. it's, uh, not to be overshadowed, though, um, you guys like Crazy Taxi? Uh, yeah. Did you know there's a new Crazy Taxi out? Uh, no, I did not. I thought that series was just a one-time, uh, fun adventure. And no, it's it. called Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire, and it's a fucking clicker. Uh. <laughs> Direct sequel. <laughs> I, uh. You know, it's a pretty fucking good clicker, too. No. It's not supposed to be a clicker, but you can no. play it as one, which is awesome. Uh. It's got really good writing for a clicker. Again, you should embrace the clicker, Alex. You can join me in Wiz Khalifa's weed farm. No, it's got swiping tech. No other clicker has that. Nope, (laughs) nope. And I guess before I got, I get to the main thing. I did. Um, I bought a jacket that turns into a tent because I don't have enough post-apocalyptic gear, apparently. Of course, really cool idea. Yeah, it's so I I only bring this up because I wanted to mention to people. It's um, 
I'm blanking on the company that makes its name, but it started off as like, hey, we had this probably concept. Probably the only one if you Google it. So there's your free advertising. Probably, <laughs> yeah. And you, they're, they're doing pre-orders right now. But so it started off as like an idea for refugees where it's like, hey, it's a jacket that turns into a tent. And a bunch of jackasses like me kept emailing them being like, I will fucking buy this jacket. Just sell me one. And they're like, fine, we'll sell you one. But now I have a jacket that turns into a tent. <laughs> it's not physically here yet because they're still taking pre-orders, but I will soon own a jacket that turns into a I will eventually own a jacket that turns into a tent. Why That's does awesome. this just not surprise me at all, Charlie? Uh, you, you, got, you gotta understand, like, part of me is always looking at stuff being, like, how close to post-apocalyptic gear am I willing to get myself? And, like, this is the ultimate wasteland wanderer gear, because, like, hey, it's a jacket. It's also a tent. Mm-hmm. But probably the big thing I've been up to is, um... Uh, as you may have noticed, there wasn't a Tekken 7 stream last week. That is because upon booting up that game, I found out I am fucking sucky at Tekken now. <laughs> and thought I would spare the um, internet the embarrassment of watching me try and, like, mash my way through that story mode. But, um, let's uh, talk about the Tekken 7 story mode, or the greatest fighting game story ever told. Now, I will take a second here to let our dear listeners know, because they don't get to live our actual lives with us. I didn't get around to responding to this, because it arrived while I was at work, I believe. But Charlie sent out of the blue a picture to me and Alex. <laughs> now, sometimes we exchange things from video games with each other when they're particularly hilarious. I've sent pictures of things in the Persona games, which I can't talk about because Alex is here, to Charlie. Uh mainly revolving around one particular character. But every now and then, Charlie sends something back. Charlie, would you like to explain, and um, it, you can weave it into your story if you'd like, what the picture you sent me and Alex without any context... There's a decent chance it may be the importance. thumbnail this week because it's that great a photo, but... It the, is. Yeah, so I'm going to back up and tell you. So the Tekken 7 story mode starts off with you playing as young Kazuya fighting... Um, in his prime Heihachi, and I mean like young Kazuya, like 10-year-old Kazuya, and you're like trying to do combos, and you're punching your dad and stuff like that, and he's just beasting on you, like one-third of your health bar per hit beasting on you, and the game just effortlessly transitions from Heihachi beating down you, the kid player, to the button prompt, Press X and square to throw Kazuya off a cliff. And that ah. is the image I sent Alex in. Um, maybe it's triangle and circle, but like it's it's a button prompt to fucking throw Kazuya it's off a cliff. It's one of the cliff. grapple prompts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way better version of the press F to pay respects. I, it's uh, press these two buttons to chuck your fucking kid off a cliff. Going yeah. into Tekken cliff? 7. Excuse you, cliff. Uh, going Luke's into Tekken 7 at the bottom of Ah, uh, you know what I mean. So here's the thing. Going into Tekken 7, all I wanted was to be able to play the moment where you throw Kazuya into a fucking off a fucking cliff as Heihachi, and that's in the first minute of that fucking story mode. Like the the people that made Tekken 7 are like keenly aware 
of what makes the Tekken story franchise so dumb and so great. Like it's they're sitting there going like obviously the players of this game want to throw Kazuya off a cliff. And we say that for like halfway through. No, no. We get that shit done early. To- uh, it's so and like here's the weird thing. Like historically Hihachi's kind of presented as Maybe not the bad guy, but definitely the antagonist of the Tekken franchise. He owns the, he runs the Mishima Zaibatsu. They got military ties. He's kind of like, well, throwing his kids off of cliffs into volcanoes and shit like that. Like, but so there's a moment in that game where you go from like, yeah, hey, Hachi's a motherfucker to, hey, Hachi, throw your son off a fucking cliff to save the world. Mishima is the goddamn hero we deserve. <laughs> And it's a super awkward moment where you're like, holy shit, Heihachi was the good guy all along, and like, we should have been all down his throwing a kid off of, into a volcano. We all should have been campaigning for and supporting this. Heihachi, throw your kid off a cliff into a volcano is the hero we need. Mm-mm. Like, that's his full title. Like, He's it the is, hero Gotham deserves. Like, beyond that, like, you know how Batman's the hero Gotham deserves? Heihachi is the hero the world deserves. Wow. Because all Heihachi has ever tried to do was actually save the world. <laughs> Good guy, Heihachi. Yeah, like, I, again, like, his birth certificate reads, Heihachi the good guy, or sorry, it's Heihachi, throw your kid off a fucking volcano, into a fucking volcano for the good of humanity, Mishima. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, and the story mode's gotten some crap for being kind of framed weird, but so I find the way they frame that thing fucking awesome because it's told from the perspective of a reporter reporting on the batshit insane story of the Tekken franchise. But the best part is it's, it's, it's like if one of you two was reading what the Tekken franchise story is and trying to convey it to someone. So it's like, and then this bullshit happened. Like, I can't even believe I said that sentence. Like, what the fuck, man? No, seriously, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. every single every single story thing is, like, bookended by, like, so, and then this completely insane thing happened. I, I, I fucking love the story mode for that game. Like, every fighting game should aspire to have that good of story mode. And, like, in the coolest way possible, they tie, like, the game has moments where it will transition from, like, the opening from Tekken 5 to fighting. It's it's just straight the, like, opening cinematic from Tekken 5, but then you're playing the events from the opening of Tekken 5, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, like, Akuma's appearance in that story mode is so fucking cool and makes all the sense in the world, and you're like, what the fuck again? Hmm. <laughs> Awesome. So it actually does make sense. I, it makes there. too much sense. Like, that's the thing. Like, by the end of the story, you're like, yeah, Kuma's just been here the entire time. To... All nonchalant. Eh, you know, I'm just around. No, the explanation is Akuma was waiting for Haihachi to get strong enough so he was worth the effort of killing. Ah. And, like, it's, it's a super legit and awesome sequence where Akuma shows up in that storyline to kill Haihachi. 
Well, yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because that's actually Akuma's storyline. Like, that's what he does. He travels around the world fighting people. And that's when he actually makes an appearance is when uh, Ryu starts to get really strong and all that. Yeah. It makes sense. And, like, he fits super well in that game. And that game also points out how fucking dumb projectiles are in a fighting game. Because you can just sidestep that shit. Yep. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, he's pretty cool, but I, my, my favorite character is back, Asuka Asu, Asua. I always mess up her name. She's back, and she's still... I'm still good with her. Like, she's not in the main storyline, which is why I did not stream the main storyline, because that, that main storyline is, like, if you're not... Tekken 3 was the last time I was good at playing Kazuya or Heihachi. <laughs> We're at Tekken 7. Things have changed. Mm-hmm. The timing for and that they game added has a changed. lot of new complexities to the game. Ah, uh, they changed the timing some. The combo system's a little bit different. Like they're, th- what I've always loved about Tekken is the fact that c- those combos have a like rhythm game ass rhythm to them, and it varies from character okay. to character. And the rhythm of how um, Asua's combos work, I fucking dig. That's kind of like yeah. um, the Dark Knight games. Kind of, but like more, it's like a the best way to learn the combos in that game. Like, and the game does it too, which is super cool. Is it like assigns a sound? Sorry, it assigns a sound to the button prompts that goes like dun 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 dun, dun. and you know, like it's there are combos in that game that I know based on the sound effects they threw at them, and not by the button presses because I'm like, no, that's the, that's the square sound, obviously. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. And that's, that's like that's that's Tekkenet's best, where it's like it's this weird kind of fighting rhythm game where every character has their own kind of rhythm. Where it's like, I love Asa, I love Asuya's because it's always just like it's this long kind of command throwy intro followed by like and fucking beat them to death with five rapid hits. Like it's like, mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It's a very setup combo. Yeah, I, well, she has as much as she has a bunch of cool command grabs, which I've always been a fan of. Like her and King have always been my favorite characters. Like prior to her being, like, she showed up in Tekken Five, I believe, is the first time she showed up. King was my character because I love command throws, and then she showed up and she was a broken, so I got into her. And B, like she has this awesome like. I think it's down in square. Or it's back in square, where she has this kind of like weird spin move. And depending on, like, if, if they're attacking, you counter it into, like, a leg breaker. But there's all these crazy combos you can pull out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. that's that, that's my move. I do moves out of that move because it's awesome. That she's got real mm-hmm. good kicks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I highly recommend Tekken 7. It's kind of awesome. Like, if you're even mildly a fan of fighting games you deserve to play the best fighting game story mode ever because <laughs> oh, you like, heard it here first i like mortal Kombat and injustice have done some amazing story modes you can beat the tekken 7 story mode in like three hours even if you suck at tekken but you know it's so fucking cool <laughs> and it's got a button prompt to throw a kid into a volcano you really like that, don't you? You don't understand like, how important that is to the Tekken franchise. Like, I can't talk about how important that moment is without revealing, like, the great reveal of the Tekken 7 story franchise. Like, it, 
th- that franchise, th- that 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 story mode does an amazing job of justifying all of Hihachi's like super abusive kind of shitty behavior as actually no, he's the good guy. Mm. And then that story mode ends with like the most uh, Dragon Ball Z ass. Heihachi versus Kazuya in a fucking volcano fight thing ever. Hmm. Like, complete with power-up moments. <laughs> you, you have the fighting vigor, and it's awesome. Like, that, there are very few moments in a video game that made me go like, yeah, while playing them. And that game has, like, the entire last ten minutes of you going, yeah! All right then. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cool. And there's character customization, and there's online multiplayer, which is a little bit broken. Last time I checked, but I I'm not very good at Tekken, so I probably won't be doing a ton of that. I, as someone who's a giant fan of the Tekken franchise, like that story mode was enough for me to justify buying the game. But I've had a lot of fun just doing like the um, treasure battle and stuff at post. I. Maybe I'll get Asua again. Maybe I won't, but I... Yeah, that... A lot of games could learn to be better fighting games based on that game. That game could also have a better training mode, but, you know, that game has some awesome stuff like an entire gallery of all the art and opening cinematics from every other Tekken game ever made. So I'm kind of okay with it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Tekken 7. I'm a fan. I played on the PS4. It's it's good. I like it. It's got the punching and the kicking. And the throwing of kids into volcanoes. <laughs> you don't understand how important that moment is to every Tekken fan ever. Like, that's the literal backbone that holds up the entire franchise. Hmm. Tekken, justifying throwing children into volcanoes since It super 19- does! Like, that's the awkward part. <laughs> You're like, man, I wish I could throw him into the volcano twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe canonically happened twice. It's not super clear. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, lots of Tekken. Um, been playing lots of idle clickers like that crazy taxi one. Um, mostly Tekken, though. Playing some Horizon Zero Dawn in between that. But yeah, mostly Tekken. A lot of Tekken. Nice. But yeah. What have you been up to, Alex? Uh... You know, I had kind of a quiet week. Didn't really do too much. Didn't um, throw no kids into no volcanoes? No, no, no volcano throwing uh, happened. We kind of kept that at a minimum, you know. Uh, it was it was all right. I've uh, been playing a little bit of Overwatch because the new season started, so I got into that, and I immediately regret it, and I hate it, and I'm just disappointed. But I have been diving into a new game, which has been really fun, and I plan to do it more often. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. If you haven't played that before, have you guys heard of it? Yes, we've talked about it every week for the last three weeks. Oh, okay. Well, I like it a lot more and more. I got I got a couple chicken dinners recently. I'm happy about that. Really? So, uh, yeah. 
Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Those were fun. Uh, I am officially out of that diet program. It is completed. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. At first, I didn't know if you were talking about like sur- the survival game, like that was the your reward or something. It is, no, actually. No, no, no. In, in the game, it'll say winner, winner, chicken dinner when you win. Oh, okay. So when I said I got a couple of chicken dinners, I mean literally in the game it said chicken dinners. So, yeah. Uh, so that's been getting oh, more and more confused. fun. <laughs> but Alex, uh, get ready. Yes. are you done with your diet? Oh, God, I know what's coming. You know what that means. No, I don't know what it means, Charlie. Are your I'm hands throw- <laughs> painted red? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just threw my son down a volcano. Oh, it's, it's, ah, it's time. It. It's almost time. Okay. The blood drunk must return. Uh, Our hands are painted red, man. Our hands are painted red. Uh, oh, the must be filled. I better not be the only one. The blood sustains us. I said I would drink. Oh, God. I, I I know it's coming. Like, I knew saying this would bring it up. But, like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm worried. But, Alex, is good. the blood sustains us. We are made whole by the blood. No, no, we're not. No, that's a bold-faced lie, and I will... I will. I will fight you on this. <laughs> Look forward to Blood Drunk Zero. <laughs> so, so what is a commonality between me and Charlie at this moment? I don't know. Drinking. Drinking. Now, would you say it is bringing us more complete in our lives? Are we I don't closer know to God, that. as it were? I don't know that. I know Charlie is a lot closer to throwing people down volcanoes. And to you physically. <laughs> <laughs> Is Charlie going to throw me off a volcano? Um, if you don't partake in blood drunk, maybe. Do you possess oh. the devil gene? I do not possess the devil gene. Well, there's only one way to test, I suppose, for it. Gotta throw yeah. you off into a volcano. So, I mean, you don't want to take a risk with something like that. I mean, devil gene's, like, real bad. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be, like, you know, you want to take him, you know, no chances. But, but so, Alex... You know, just, just in case... Alex, remember, we were born of the blood, made men by the blood, undone by the blood. Uh, and our hands are painted red. Our hands are painted red. I'm just... Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> the blood drunk will resume. So, beside me being terrified of what's to come... I should think you have dreams. Well, the next time you dream, give some thought to the hunt. <laughs> uh, so, in other news... I, uh, I had a very, like... You know those moments where something happens and immediately after you're like, this is something that would happen on TV. This is not something that's supposed to happen in real life. You mean way too much Nor- of my life? Yes. <laughs> I say normally it's Charlie's deity moments. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm driving home with uh, Mandy, and uh, as we're getting home, I happen to be playing Pitbull Celebrate. If you haven't heard that song, it's a very party happy like, yeah, all right, like kind of song, you know. I've been told he's Mr. Worldwide of some kind. 
he is in fact Mr. Worldwide. I was so. busy listening to Metal and the Dreadnoughts, so okay. I think I missed that one. So, at some point, you should listen to part of the song. So, I'm pulling into the driveway with this song blaring. The song goes, uh, it's time to celebrate, and all that stuff, right? As I'm pulling in, my neighbor has, I guess, their mother or grandmother being pulled out in a stretcher in a black bag because she had passed away. Okay. So I'm driving into my driveway right next to their house, blurring the fucking Celebrate song as they're carting out someone who recently passed away. Alex, I have bad news for you. <laughs> what? You have apparently caught the attention of the deity that's super into my life. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of bullshit he pulls. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sitting in my car while the song's playing for a moment. And I'm like, oh my God, she died. And so I'm, I look at Mandy. I'm like, I should probably put my music down. So I turn the music down. And we're just kind of in shock for a minute, like, did that really just fucking happen? And then Andrew W.K.'s Party Till You Puke came on. <laughs> no, oh I just turned God. down the music, but... Our our international partying ambassador, Andrew W.K. I... That is one of my, like, summit goals as a person, is to go drinking with Andrew W.K. I'll sell for going to one of his concerts, but yeah. Yeah, that too. Sorry, Alex, continue. Yeah, so I was just like, Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, that's... no, I mean, like, I mean, I feel bad for my neighbor because they just yeah. moved in not too long ago, but, like, and she was a very nice lady. She always complimented my dogs. And so to, like, come home with this song playing and all of a sudden we look over and it's like, oh, my God, they're putting someone in a stretcher. Is there an ambulance? And I realized there is no ambulance. But there is something in a black bag being carted out in a stretcher. And we're like, oh, God, did it just happen? Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's actually that's the second death close to me this week. I I'm just realized sorry, that. the second. Yes. So this you past me glad I am in New Hampshire. And not here <laughs> so so this past week, I, uh. One of my, I, I, I guess you can kind of call him somewhat of a mentor. Uh, when I at work, like he's he's a good guy, but like I guess he recently passed away over the Memorial Day weekend kind of thing. So this was not too long ago in the last you know few days, and I didn't find out he passed away until I saw an email on someone else's inbox. So I was just like, oh shit. So that guy's uh, he was a good guy, and yeah, he passed away apparently. Over the over the holiday weekend, uh, due to, I guess he had a heart attack or something. So, but the kicker is he had a heart attack in the hospital. Ah, hmm. that's awkward. Was he already in for something? Yeah, he was in there for bronchitis. At least huh. that's what I've been told. So, yeah, this uh, again, second like death that happened in the relatively small time span near me. But yeah. So, other than that, which is kind of the downer, I guess I didn't mean to down the podcast here, but uh, let's see. Yeah, other than that, just playing player, player unknowns. But yeah, the uh, I just thought that one story about driving up was kind of interesting. 
No, uh, that's Charlie. That, that's a Charlie uh, kind of story for it sure. Is, so. it, it definitely was. <laughs> so it's like Charlie's deity's mo. Here's where yeah. we differ because you turned down the music. I'd make like awkward eye contact and be like, "I'm gonna turn this shit up now." <laughs> yeah. So other than that, uh, the week was swell. So oh well, I, I'll get into it when I have more information. But I was recently contacted by an IT recruiter uh, to work for a certain government. Or part of the government. Don't you already work I, for the government? I already do work for the government, yes. But uh, I mean federal. So are we about to lose contact with you or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's not happening uh, anytime soon. But You, you do uh, know the SWS bylaws forbid you from being an SWS member and a narc, right? <laughs> I'm not a narc. No, but I just thought it was kind of interesting because I ended up uh, getting reached out to you by the State Department. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Whatever, Alex Snowden. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I love my country. As awkward as it can be sometimes, I, I, I love my country. That country being the U.S. of A. before you edit that and be like, oh, yeah, what country? I Narc. love Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just want I'll, that to be spliced up so that it's like Alex who says, I love, and then Charlie splices in in his own voice. It's like, I love Mother Russia. <laughs> Get Jen to have say you, it. Get Jen to say it. Yeah. Have you seen that clip of The Simpsons where they do that? Yes. Uh, I guess the Camp Krusty thing? Yes. Make sure you pay attention to Mr. Black. Yeah. It, it's a common yeah. gag in many situations, man. Oh, I like it from The Simpsons. So. Yes. I... But yeah, other than that, just uh, it's a good week for games. Oh, and uh, just to give you a Kingdom Hearts update, still haven't touched it. God damn it. <laughs> Your continued Kingdom Hearts update for Jeff is <laughs> Alex hasn't played it. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. Let's go full South Park BP. Yeah. Oh, I have a Darknet thing I forgot about. Oh? I, I'll see if I can find the link for it again. But um, that whole Kami, um, Komi, how do you pronounce his name? Um, like, he, he released his, like, um written uh what's it called testimony or something yep oh the uh the guy was the head of the cia for a while fbi no, but yeah former FBI, head of the yeah, FBI. Yeah. so mm-hmm. someone already set that to porn music and read it like it was the the 50 shades of gray and it is creepy <laughs> and hilarious <laughs> they have it read by uh gilbert godfrey yet no but it's like he demanded and it's loyal- at that point that he took his penis out and ran it across my chest. Uh, opposite of the awkward <laughs> spectrum, but equally entertaining. Yeah. If you want a good, or uh, to have a hilarious time, look up Gilbert Gottfried reads Fifty Shades of Grey. It's out there. It's great. This was not Fifty Shades of Grey, but this was like, he demanded loyalty. Loyalty. He demanded loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, one more quick last update before we jump into what we're going to jump into. 
So, I like to give people really funny gifts for uh, things like White Elephant and all that. And a couple years ago, I gave one of my... Or for the White Elephant, I brought a 12-inch dildo I bought at a sex shop. Nice. Right. Bought. (laughs) So, I brought it there, and I got a message from my friend today who said, My parents found the White Elephant gift that you gave me that one time. So... Okay, so... You actually embrace the true spirit of White Elephant accidentally or intentionally. Do you know why it's called White Elephant? Uh, no, why is it called White Elephant? I've told this on the podcast, I'm sure, because it's one of my favorite things. So the name White Elephant originates back from when India and that area had a sultan, and only the sultan was permitted to ride a White Elephant. Like They, they ca- happen occasionally, I guess. And if you pissed off the sultan, he would give you the gift of a White Elephant meaning an elephant you had to feed, keep healthy, all that jazz, but couldn't use for labor or any of your own purposes. It was a burden gift. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, you accidentally embraced the true spirit of white elephant, which is a gift that, like, oh, yay, I have this thing now. Great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Another good go-to is the shake weight. Yeah, the shake weight's actually useful, though. No one I, uses a shake weight. <laughs> I did also give my friend a, a music mix, a CD mix that was just labeled porn, but it was actually music. I guess <laughs> that friend, his parents found that CD, too. So <laughs> Why are you stealing my workout mix? <laughs> Oh. I mean, that'll get the testosterone up for bigger gains, right? They've there actually proven exercising to porn is more effective than anything else. <laughs> really? Yes, that. listening to just the audio of porn is more effective for psych, uh, for kind of uh, weightlifting and long-distance running than anything else. Hmm. I officially have a new pump-up mix. <laughs> this hut track brought to you by Lisa Ann. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so I, I like that DJ Lisa Ann. Yeah, that's a good DJ. Yes, DJ. She has yes. a she has a full time job being a fucking fantasy football person on um, or maybe just sports in general. Actually, on Sirius or XM Radio, whatever that one is now. So don't knock her as a DJ. Wait, Lisa Ann does? Yeah. What I know, I know. There's another one who does like a big sports stuff. That's the same one. No. Yes. Mia Khalifa? Uh, she doesn't really do sports. Yeah, she does. She does a lot of. I have listened to her sports podcast. A, she's a Capitals fan, proving she knows nothing about sports. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure she turns code on which sports team she's rooting for on a regular basis. Nah, she's pretty much. (laughs) She's pretty reliably a Capitals fan. Okay. And every year we have to post the crying Khalifa meme. Oh, mm. uh, well, yeah. That's a but, weird uh, detour. I didn't, I didn't know she yeah. uh, she did sports, but anyway. I said Akira does sports now, too, I think, so. Huh. What is it about porn stars and sports? Uh, they know the male demographic. I say, yeah, uh, they, uh, they know who... <laughs> Who men want to hear their sports info from. Or in Lisa Ann's case, she has dated a lot of sports people. Huh. All right, well. That'll do it, too. Touche, then. 
That and she's allegedly pretty knowledgeable. I think she's like the number one rated like fantasy advice person on satellite radio currently. Hmm. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I recently watched the show, the Netflix thing, Life After Porn 2, so that's why I know this shit off the top of my head. Hmm. That and your brief stint into the porn industry. Uh, that too. I never met any of the people we just talked about. Allegedly. Shifty eyes. Shifty eyes. So news. So yes. news. Transitions. They're what we do. I love here. segues. Segways, yeah. So you guys ready for some news? I am. Sure. We have a weird amount of news, but it doesn't totally make sense because by the time this goes up, E3 is happening and most of it's Nintendo. Which, given Nintendo's whole situation, you'd think they'd save all their news for E3. But uh, right off the bat... I guess that, no. that, or my guess is that it's a shitty fore, foreshadow that they're going to announce everything beforehand and just have Super Mar- or have Mario Odyssey as the only playable thing. That does seem to be what they're telegraphing. And the news they announced isn't super great, but we're going to do everyone else before them because that's literally how much Nintendo news we have. So, uh, right off the bat, it has been, uh, they made a Monument Valley 2. I saw that, yeah. You guys ever play Monument Valley? No. No. It is one of my favorite mobile games ever that's not a clicker. It's a really beautiful puzzle game. I'm not sure why you would make a sequel to that, but yay. It's currently available on iOS. It looks pretty cool. It looks like more Monument Valley, so, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Very the, Escher-ish. Yeah. The last Steam Greenlight game has been greenlit. Greenlight is now dead. Long live Greenlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice knowing you, Greenlight. Yeah. The, the you new- had your problems. You had your upsides. Good night, sweet prince, I guess. Yes. <laughs> the new system will click on soon, allegedly. But, yeah. We'll see how that works moving forward. Mm-hmm. Battleborn's competitive multiplayer is now free to play. Jeff, as a okay. hardcore Battleborn player, how does this make you feel? Confused. <laughs> Wait, um, you play Battleborn? I did. Ah. Uh, I'll admit I bet on the wrong horse. I know I, I ended that one wrong. Um... I guess it makes it more sense in a way because their single player was nothing really amazing. But I don't know. Anything they can do to save the franchise because I don't want to see that tank gearbox studios. I don't think it will, but Uh, we'll see. There are enough rumors about Borderlands 3 being at E3 this year that who knows? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they'll be fine with that. Yeah, I don't want Gearbox to start making rash decisions, which even that kind of sounds like they're just trying to rush something to make a quick buck. Mm. Not their desperation to lead to bad product, which leads to, well, them going under. Yeah. Well, so the game is kind of now free to play. You don't get the story mode and there's circulating characters. But yeah, that is the state of Battleborn at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, for the week of E3, there will be a price cut on the PS4. It will be down to 250 bucks. Oh, very. Yeah. yeah. And this is for which one? The PS4. Not the Pro. I don't think so. I, this was only on the Slim, but there might be a price cut on the PS4 Pro as well. Allegedly, one in five PS4s sold is the Pro, so... Uh. Hmm. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Speaking of PlayStation, though, um, Europe gets this super cool-looking silver PS4 Slim, and America gets a gold-looking one that looks shitty. Mm-hmm. Limited edition, hmm. all that jazz. The silver one's pretty fucking sweet looking, though. Weird. All right. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, despite technically taking five years, was really only developed in a year and a half, which explains so fucking much about that game. Uh, yeah, 100%. Fuck. <laughs> which game was this? Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. Apparently, that game was started and scrapped and started and scrapped enough times that despite the fact that it technically had a five-year development cycle, you could honestly say the game only really was developed the last year and a half. So it truly was a uh, DNF scenario. Yeah, Dude, a little bit. Forever. Alex just added this. Um... What about the gun running pack, Alex? So it looks like uh, they're releasing a bunch of new uh, little things here and there in terms of uh, update, kind of like they did the motorcycle gangs and stuff like that. Yeah, I so, think it's a continuation of the um, executive or whatever it's 5? called. Yeah, sorry, Grand Theft Auto Five is um, unveiling the gun running update. I, it's it's more stuff you can do if you go the. Um, corporate sellout approach as opposed to the cool biker gang approach to that game's end game? I don't know if you even call it at that point because online is crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be online, but it looks like they're adding stuff like underground bunkers, uh, mobile operation centers, and weaponized vehicles. They already have those, at least the vehicles. Oh, well, I mean, the mobile operation centers, those are pretty cool. The underground bunker stuff, like, yeah, yeah it's... Well, kind of just expanding on it, so yeah. we have to probably jump back in at some point and do some more, because... Yeah. And this this is, again, uh, this is a game that came out how many years ago? To be fair, that game's making money hand over fist still because of the um, sale of the money cards. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this game, like, consistently pushed solid updates, and, I mean, instead of charging for DLCs that suck, they're not charging for DLCs that are pretty pretty entertaining and they have little microtransactions that you don't have to do i mean you can easily just do missions to buy money or to get money we will agree it... to disagree on exactly ah. how much that game i i i find that game is very hard at this point to play rewardingly unless you have a lot of money in that game already I mean, I've had some fun playing it here and there, and I'm super casual in that. So. Yeah, I, I, I guess I've had enough situations where I'll be doing, like, I'll be just doing missions or something. I'll be trying to do the biker stuff. And then there's some jag-off with the um, fighter jet just trolling me the entire time, which I get that's kind of the point of the game, but it's also kind of a, this is fucking annoying. Like, 
I, I get it. You have all the money right now. I don't. I need to do these missions. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just another fun update from a game that's fun and has been out for how many times? God, years now. I... If you said five years, I would believe you. <laughs> Maybe only four or three, but it's been around for a while. But speaking of games that don't have super good legs right now, uh, in three months, For Honor has lost 95% of its player base. Ha fucking ha. Kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I'm not totally surprised by this too, but you know what other you know what you you know what game it uh, kicked off the high pedestal for most percentage of player base lost in that same time? Ooh, 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 can I guess? <laughs> Oh, right, go, go for it, Alex. Um, or did I steal your guess? Uh, was it playing with the Kardashians? The division, the Game Boy game. Oh. The division, the division only lost ninety three percent of its player base in the first three months. Only. The subreddit for that game is the most entertaining thing ever. Which one, the division or yeah, subreddit? The division. Oh, sorry, the division. Oh, the division one. Because it's people desperately trying to breathe life into a fire that's like so dead and gone. It's like, nah, this game's super cool, still, right? No, it's not. <laughs> it failed and it died. Move on. But yes, as someone who recently tried getting back into For Honor, I, it does not surprise me that game lost ninety-five percent of its player base. The seasons are a little bit too long. I, I, It's weird. They have two new characters, and I'm curious, but not curious enough to spend money on them to play them. So, hmm. Yeah. I have a free season pass, and I'm not interested enough to get char- to download it again just to see it. Fair. I, I like For Honor a lot. I think, like, I hope For Honor 2 is a thing, because that game was, I, I still think that game is super goddamn cool. They're just, what, like, some multiplayer balances need some tweaks or something just to make it a little more appealing to log in every day or at least once a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I suppose that brings us to our very confusing glut of <laughs> Nintendo news. Mm-hmm. The, that came out the week before E3 again, remember? Like, maybe this will change during the week of E3, but there was a Pokemon Direct from a, a, a surprise Pokemon Direct or Nintendo Direct featuring Pokemon from our friends at Nintendo and it has been revealed that they're remaking Pokemon Sun and Moon the most recent All Pokemon right. games you're getting um, Sun and Moon Ultra they're just not coming to the Switch wait what? They are being pitched as kind of exclusives or emphasized heavily for the um, new 2DS XL, or I, I assume they work on the new, TD, uh, the new 3DS as well, but they are the same game with some new Pokemon, allegedly, and a new story, which thank fucking God, because the story for Pokemon Sun and Moon is unforgivably bad. But Why? Not coming Why? to the Switch. Why not the Switch? 
Uh, partially, I don't understand. Partially because Nintendo is launching a new set of handhelds. Partially because it's not totally clear. <sighs> but you know what is coming to the Switch? What? Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh. That said, okay. it's like a <laughs> re-release. I was so disappointed. I'm like, it's not Pokemon Tournament 2. Yeah, it's Pokemon like XD. That said, they're DLC adding characters. a lot of stuff to it, it looks like. Uh, they're adding more characters. As someone who thought Pokemon was super cool and really enjoyed watching it at Evo, I'm okay with this. But again, like, uh, probably like um, uh, uh, Mario Kart 8, I don't plan on rebuying this because I already own it. Mm-hmm. And if Pika Libre is not in this fucking version of the game, they have made the worst game. They, they, they've made a worse version of Pokin. Because Pika Libre is fucking awesome. <laughs> Pika Libre will be in there. Hopefully. Uh, I believe the uh, character list has been fully announced. Yes, I assume Pika Libre is in there, but a Pokin game without Pikachu in a luchador mask doing uh, body slams off the top rope for their special move is not a Pokemon game I want anything to do with. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed off you can't do that in Pokemon Sun and Moon, personally. <laughs> like, they've changed Pikachu forever in my brain, where it's like, okay, yeah, Pikachu, fine, iconic mascot, whatever, but Pika Libre, that's a motherfucker in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on from that, uh, Splatoon is getting the first kind of branded pro controller. It looks okay. It's the pro controller with some fancy print on it and colored palm nubs, whatever the correct word is like the parts that extend out. Those are colored, uh, to to match Splatoon, I guess they are green and pink. They look okay. I, I don't know. This this feels like a weird thing because I already own a Pro Controller. I got a Pro Controller because I hate the Switch's already existing controls. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're just trying to, like, they're going to start phasing out the regular controllers and just start putting in the new ones to hopefully get people who already own them to buy ones with decals on them and then, then just support their new market with uh, the existing ones. It seems you, you that know what way. would be you know what would be really good for the Switch, and, and, and like maybe games? it's a, cra- a yeah maybe game? fucking games. Uh, but no, let's make more accessories, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. I think actually. Um, and our main topic this week, our, our last bit of Nintendo news before we move on is they have announced the cost and I guess kind of the scope of Nintendo's online subscription. It will be $20 a year. It starts in 2018. This is supposed to September of 2017, what it was supposed to. It'll kind of get you three Nintendo, uh, three free Nintendo games, like Netflix style kind of that you'll download to your console and play, and you'll still have to use your phone to do chat. But your first three games are Mario Brothers, th- or Super Mario Brothers three, Fire Balloon Fight, and Doctor Mario. 
no comment on Super Nintendo games yet. Except, eh, you know. Balloon fight? It's like Joust, but shittier. Oh. All right. And these are coming how? It's part, it's so, like, Sony has PlayStation Plus and uh, Microsoft's Xbox Live. You'll pay money, you'll get access to kind of the... Oh, so here's the thing. Like This is the voice chat so and the Nintendo's multiplayer, and that? you get three games to go with it, yeah. Okay. And how much do they want for this service? 20 bucks a year. 20 bucks a year? Yeah. That's actually pretty damn reasonable. Yeah. For I mean, well... I shouldn't have to pay 20 bucks a year for fucking VoIP, but... Well, it's a shitty excuse of VoIP because you have to use your own telephone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the the fucking train wreck of what that headset is. It so as someone who has that device for when we occasionally co- record, and I had to make it myself, I kind of want to buy one just to make my life easier. But yeah, that thing's not great. Yep. And then to have to pay twenty dollars for the service and everything else is like, yeah, that's some old bullshit. Yep. But then again, it comes down to the whole, like, Nintendo doesn't know how to do online. Yeah. Oh, no, and all that free multiplayer you're currently enjoying on the Switch, going away. Poof. Yay. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll we'll sell an accessory to help you out with it. And And make you pay money for it. Yep. You know what we won't have for it, though. Games. <laughs> uh, so I guess speaking of games, we kind of transition into our main topic. I have a list of all the games confirmed for E3 2017 as of day of this recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. In alphabetical order. So first off, we have Absolver, that weird martial art game me and Alex talked about at one point. Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. Agents of Mayhem, totally not a sequel to Saints Row. Assassin's Creed, whatever the new one's called. Avon Colony, don't know what the fuck that is. Battalion, 1944, Battlefield 1, In the Name of the Tsar, DLC 2. Bloodstain, hmm. Ritual of the Night, Call of Cthulhu, the official video game, Call of Duty. Wait, War- what? You don't know about this? Call of- no, but I like what I'm hearing. Go Google it after the podcast. It's got a pretty cool looking trailer. Hmm. Continuing, Call of Duty, World War II. Code Vein, totally not anime Bloodborne. <laughs> Crackdown, the Crackdown Three, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, The Crew Two, Days Gone, Destiny True, Detroit Become Human, Dirt Two, Dragon Quest XI, Elder Scrolls Legends, The Escapist Two, F One Two Thousand Seven, FIFA Eighteen. Fable Fortune, Far Cry 5, Genesis Alpha 1, Gigantic, God War, Gran Turismo Sport, Harvest Moon, Light of Hope, Hunt, Showdown, Insurgency, Sandstorm, Kingdom Come, Deliverance, Madden MFL 18, Madden NFL Mobile, Hope It's a Clicker, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Micro Machines World Series, Middle of Earth Shadow of War, Mountain Blade yep. 2, Banner Lord, 
NBA Live 18, NBA Live Mobile. Again, hope it's a clicker. Need for Speed Payback, Phantom Dust, uh, Phantom Dust Project Car... Did Phantom Dust already come out? I don't know. I don't know the title. Fair. Project yeah, Cars 2, Project Octopath Traveler, Project Prelude Rune, Quake Champions, a game that's already out, Sea of Thieves, a game I played last year's, The Sims Mobile. That actually could be kind of cool. That's a pretty good place to play that, actually, yeah. Yeah. Sonic Forces. It's like a resource-intensive game. Yeah. Continuing. Sonic Forces. Sonic Mania. South Park, The Fractured But Whole. A game that was supposed to come out this year, and I think last year, too. Yeah, I honestly thought that was supposed to be out, yeah. Spell Force 3. Spider-Man. Splatoon 2, a game that comes out later on this summer. Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, State of Decay 2, Sundered, Super Mario Odyssey, Titanfall 2? The fuck? Total of War, Warhammer 2, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Vampire, and Yoko's, or Yoku, Yoku's, Yoko's, Yoku's Island Express. Those, that one sounds like the winner. Those are all the games confirmed for E3 2017. I'm sure there will be others. Especially because there's a giant fuck-off God of War poster downtown right now. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, or I haven't it noticed it. It looks pretty okay. I remember the, the, like, the uh, radio marketing campaigns for God of War 3, and my dear loving savior, they were fucking awful. They were so bad as I am funny. They were they literally just a guy more. being like, do you want more of those pieces of shit? Yeah. The, imagine that you're a guy working at an office and your boss is Zeus and you need to take on the God Hades and God of War. It's a good game. Like, what the fuck is this stupid shit? You're talking to like, a guy that owns all of the um, real men of genius slash real American heroes Bud Light commercials, so... If it was even... It's not even like those, though. Those are good. <laughs> I like dumb radio things. That wasn't even dumb radio. That's just, like, literally, like, spoken. It, like... It's so like, Charlie, imagine that you have an employer, and the only way to keep that employer satisfied is to take care of this pony. And Barbie's Pony Express, The Lost Friendship. So like, would that sell to you? You don't know shit about my job. It's a weird one. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy raising ponies. Your pony died because it wasn't pretty enough. Fair. Here's to pure ownage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I believe this was going somewhere before I derailed for like the 80th time, because that's what I'm good at. Sure. So our, our last kind of news topic is going to transition us into our main topic today which is kind of the general idea of consoles. But start us starts off, I guess a bunch of data was done, or a bunch of data was gathered recently that shows that, you know that backwards compatibility thing that Xbox was so proud of last year at E3? Yep. No one fucking uses it. Mm -hmm. wah, wah. Or very few people use it, in fact. Like, it's 
only 1.5% of the games that show up on Xbox Live are utilizing the backwards compatibility part. Wait, what do you mean? Like, game, or, wait, I don't understand. Like, as in only 1.5 of the games available on Xbox are No, 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 no. 1.5% of all the games available on the Xbox One, despite there being, like, at least a couple hundred backwards compatible Xbox 360 games on it now, are ever used. Like, basically, no one uses that functionality. Okay. And it was a big thing. They kind of like, oh, it's we have backwards compatibility. We spend a lot of time on this, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm using it to play Burnout Paradise after all right now because I'm a weirdo. But mm-hmm. and because I need my burnout in my life. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like they kind of set themselves up for failure from the get go on this one because it was very like, check it out. We've got uh, backwards compatibility. Oh, can I play all the games I used to love? Some of them. So All right, well, now you're making me go look up a list. Now I'm uninterested in your product. Yeah, so that leads us into our main topic this week, which I thought we'd spend some time because the Scorpio is being unveiled as part of E3. It may already be unveiled by the time this podcast goes up, so we'll talk more about that next week, I suppose, et cetera, et cetera. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about video game consoles a little bit. Let's start off by what consoles do you two own? Uh, Uh, Mr. May. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so I own somewhere a PlayStation 4, or sorry, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 1 is gone, a Nintendo 2DS, not as in like the actual 2DS, but like the original like one that just flipped, a PSP 1000 I have access to, and I'm pretty long-term borrowing a PSP Vita. I have my computer, I have an N64, I have a Nintendo Wii, not the Wii U, um, I have a PlayStation TV. I have two PlayStation twos at my disposal. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah. And that does it for me. Hmm. You ready, Alex, or should I go next? Go ahead. I own a switch, an Xbox 360, an Xbox one, a PS3, a PS4, uh, a Wii U, a Wii, a Nintendo 3DS, a PSP, uh, PlayStation Vita, and that may and a and a PC kind of at this point in time. I also want a couple like weird one-off consoles like the um, uh, what's it called the Retron Five. That's around here somewhere. It really gets hooked up. And Alex, I own an Xbox One, which Manny got recently. I am borrowing a PS4 from Charlie until I. Uh, actually need to bring back the old one I have and get the other one that doesn't have the stickers, which I want to buy from him. And a Wii U. Oh, yeah, I, I own three PS4s. Gen. Yeah. Um, and then I have a Nintendo 64 somewhere in my old house. So, for better or worse, I think if we cared about it, it feels as though all three of us have at least the rough concept of backwards compatibility for most things kind of covered because well we still have most of our fucking consoles i mean honestly i've gotten burned a lot on a lot of like yeah my ps3 was supposed to be able to play playstation 2 games well i had one that could and then it died and then i got the new one and i got shafted like 
they are the reason I'm like taught to hold on to my consoles like this is because the gaming uh, companies have shown me very much so that they're not going to support me. Oh, yeah, no. One of my, if I could time travel, I'd go back in time and stop myself from selling my Nintendo 64, my GameCube, and my PS2. Because I had the mm. bad habit for a while of trading those things in to buy the new things. I might stop myself from uh, selling my Xbox, but it's weird. The 360 plays enough of the old Xbox stuff. Like, it plays Jade Empire of all fucking mm -hmm. games, so I'm kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. I need to be back my PlayStation 3 so we can play fucking uh, God Hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think we've all probably been guilty, that means, of doing the trade in your old console for a new console. Uh, why'd you guys mm. do it? Uh, oh, and I still have my Game Boys. Those don't count. I was going to say, well, the thing is, is I don't trade in con. I've never done that. I've never Fair. traded in a console for the new one. Um, I don't, or My life has been kind of a weird one in that I went off to boarding school, so there were things like, the only transition I can think of that would have made sense in the moment for me to trade up would have either been PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 because you were, we were all told it'll be backwards compatible, you'll be fine. Here, take this new thing, get rid of the old one. And during that time period, I wasn't at home. I was at school, and video games were very tightly regulated, like when I could do what and whatnot. Um, so I wasn't like... I didn't get a PlayStation 3 until much later uh into its cycle um so for me like i just wound up holding on to them and then when it comes to consoles like once i have them i never let go of them and also with new consoles of acquisition i'm very likely as a person to get all the games that matter for said console and then never let go like for the psp vita that i have even though it's not mine but i've got a playstation tv so i can play whatever i want I already own pretty much every PSP Vita game that I consider will ever be worth a damn. Mm -hmm. Which means I've got Persona 4 Golden, I've got the remake of all the Metal Gear Solid games, I've got the Uncharted game for the PSP, and I've got Steins Gate, because why the fuck not? You should get Freedom Wars. No trip, I need shit to do. I have no idea what that is. Monster Hunter with chainsaws. I'm not a Monster Hunter person. It's got <laughs> grappling, like has some grappling hooks. I'm not a grind person. Fair. Um, so, like, and for my uh, Nintendo Wii, I own Mad World, Mad World 2, Red Steel, Red Steel 2, No More Heroes, No More Heroes 2. Like, every game that I think I'm ever going to want to own for those, I've already got it. So there's no reason for me to ever give it back to a store. Yeah. I... And to me, there's almost like a, or sorry, I don't mean to catch you off, or just finishing the thought real fast. There's a bit of like a historical moment to it with a lot of these consoles that I'm like, why do I own all this Nintendo Wii shit? Because one day, they're 20 bucks on Amazon now. One day, that won't be the case. One day to own this physical game, you are going to be SOL. Yeah, I guess I could fall in the kind of weird same category where I stopped trading stuff in where after I traded something in, I'm like, man, I wish I could go play X right now. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't because I don't own it. Like, it's the... I kind of have spent some time trying to track down a GameCube, but at the same time, I have a Wii so I can play most GameCube, if not all GameCube games on it, so it doesn't matter that much. But I have been slowly actively trying to replenish my lost collection of consoles at this point. Yep. 
And the honest thing is, is even if they seem expensive today, they're going to be more expensive tomorrow. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. only getting more rare, and they're breaking. <laughs> yep. Actually, uh, what's it called? I was looking for... Because I used to own a Dreamcast, and I lost it a long time ago oh, somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. I loved my Dreamcast. And, you know, I had all the Power Stones and all that good stuff. I had the old Marvel game. But, like, yeah, I lost it, and then I went down to a swap meet to look for it, and that thing is super expensive. I'm like, uh, wow. In contrast to that story... Uh, sorry... The weirdest memory I have of the Dreamcast was I was at a fucking Toys R Us for some weird reason, and they had a giant bin of Dreamcasts. It was like 20 bucks a console because they're trying to get rid of them. Wow. I regret not buying, like, six. <laughs> also, uh. for the record, Alex, there's, like, 30 to $50 Dreamcasts on eBay right now. Really? Huh. Time to go hunting. I guess that swap me was ripping me yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. You no. can get one through Amazon for $35. By sold by Sega. What am I doing with my life? I'm not doing it right uh, apparently. They'll also do it for 75. But they have a lot of third-party sellers and stuff, but at least with Amazon your money's insured. Same with eBay cuz of PayPal. To- so. Well, I'm adding a new console to my list of games or consoles that I own, <laughs> and that's going to be the Dreamcast. Fair. Very fair. No, it's it's weird. Like, it's... Historically, my newest console... Historically, my newest console is typically my favorite. Like, I fucking love my PS4. Doubly so the PS4 Pro. But even though I have this super fancy computer we do a lot of stuff on occasionally, I still like my console more than a PC because it just fucking works. You know, uh, I, I guess we're on. I'm on the other side of the table. I like my PC because I don't have issues with this stuff. And usually if it's, there's an issue, it's probably because I fucked around with it in the first place. Yeah. I'm in Alex's boat. I don't. It's very atypical for me to have actual problems with my computer. I guess. Like, I recently had another situation where an update almost bricked my computer again, so. Yeah. I've never had that I've in all my years of I've had that computers. happen too many times. <laughs> That's why yeah, I got out of PC no, gaming no. for a long time. Yeah. So, I guess kind of building off our what led into this, is backwards compatibility important to you guys at this point? Or is it kind of a nice-to-have, but not really a thing you care about because we all compulsively keep our shit at this point? In some ways, it's imp- or it's good that I keep all my stuff. It's more... Nowadays, a lot of... I've been looking forward to HD uprises because they're starting to do them good. Yeah. Or, this is also... I'm being spoiled by the existence of Persona 4 Golden. Um, there are plenty of HD uprises that have been doing shit. Um, but a lot of like going back and playing, uh, the legend of Zelda on my new TV with my old N64. Those two don't get along very yeah. well when it comes to like resolution. Um, so if they were, so, or so if they were to just come out and say, you know, here's an upres, which they have actually now I've sound like an idiot cause they've made an upres, but they friggin' fucked with the game from my understanding. 
Um, they added like a bunch of stupid shit to bosses and whatnot, which is not a reason that if I did not own Ocarina of Time, I would totally buy it that way. But because I do own Ocarina of Time, I could sit there and flip it off from a distance and be like, no, the bosses were fine. You didn't need to fuck with them. Bad Nintendo. And then squirt them with a water bottle. Um, so it's uprises have been a huge thing. I do think that when they say like, oh, we made these all these backwards compatible games, I'm really disappointed that more people aren't playing them because like I'm currently going back and playing Persona 3. Like that is my highlight and I'm still raving about this PlayStation 2 game from 2008. Um, Like there are so many good old games and some of them I think, you know, would be phenomenal with an HD uprise. Like imagine if they redid the God of War games and just made them pretty. They did. Like... Did they? I think they did. When? Say if so, that's news to me. I know that they combined 1 and 2 together, but it's still a PlayStation 2 game. I feel like I own a collection of 1, 2, and the Vita ones for my PS3. You might, but they don't look as good as, like, God of War 3 does. Yeah. Mm. And they definitely don't look as good as 4. I'd like them to look as good as 4. <laughs> Have I played um, 4? Four. What am I talking about? It's as good as three. Four's not out. I'm an idiot. Four is Dad of the Year edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you better throw that kid in a volcano is all I'm saying. <laughs> Might happen. Hey, hey, Hachi Mishima is the Dad of the Year currently, so... Mm-hmm. Is that going to be one of our awards this year? It very well might be if we do a Game of the Year thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dad of one the entry. fucking year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that are backwards compatibility is important to me. I think a lot of it's also my computer has just been continuing to be backwards compatible because sure. of GOG and just like a lot of games like, um, Tales of Monkey Island and shit have just gotten released from the yeah. modern day. Um, that said, there are plenty of old video games that don't work on Windows 10. Um, Try playing a miss game on Windows 10. You're going to have a rough time. Um, uh, I don't know. It's important to me because I like old games is really what it is. Because there's a lot of that old argument of like a lot of older games I feel had to rely on their storytelling because they couldn't compensate with other tools. They didn't have graphics. They didn't have any of these visual tools. So a lot of them had to work with what they had, which in a lot of cases is either level design or storytelling. And a lot of these old stories and like there's no wasted space and there's no such thing as like a loot or like a just a throwaway texture. Like every corner of an area is explorable and has a reason to go there. Like if you go back and play through Ocarina of Time, every single square inch of that fucking game matters and you probably can't get to it until you're later level. Sure. Like hmm. there's a lot of stuff like that. So I like I Old games are very important to me. The way in which they're presented to me can be a bit loose. I've been enjoying them on handhelds. PlayStation 2 games were great on a PSP Vita. Um, that said, I still have my PS2 around to play fucking great-ass PS2 games. Yeah, you've um, really become the poster boy for Baby the Vita's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I I still wish it had more games than it yeah. does before I could start justifying its price. Like, they started bringing me more... Um, up-raised Shimagami Tensei games. Like, even though you said I should stop at three, 
I would love to have fucking Nocturne on the Vita. Yeah, Nocturne. I, I, I said Persona games, not Shin Megami Tensei games. Yeah. Persona 1 and 2 are rough. But um, Nocturne would be good. Devil, uh, Devil. Digital Devil Saga. There we go. Those games you've told me good things about. Um, like, there's tons of stuff that I'd love to have uprises for my Vita. Um, that said, I have kind of a unique scenario in that I'm traveling between two states so often. No, that, I like, think it's everyone's it works really well. situation is unique to them to a certain extent. Like, I literally have, God, uh, nine different consoles hooked up to my TV right now. Like, that's insane. Yeah. To me, the portability is pretty, is very important. Mm. Um, which to a lot of other people, most people's consoles are stationary. Um, and it's just because I live one life in New, or I don't live a double life, but I live in New Hampshire and spend tons of time in Massachusetts having my PSP go with me to like, Hey, I got home early. None of my family's home. It's just me and my house and my dog. Guess I'll play some persona. Like works really well for me. So, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I like backwards compatibility, but I acknowledge that like when they came out and were like 18%, only 18% of people actually use backwards compatibility. I was a member of the 18%. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Your guys' opinions? No, nah, I think you kind of summed it up for me for the most part. Like, again, it's I more regret selling my old consoles than would use backwards compatibility. Like, I could track down a copy of Burnout Paradise for my 360, but it was just easier to download the literally the Xbox 360 version to my Xbox One because it's on their backwards compatibility list. Like it's, it was cheaper for me to get Persona Three that way. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I'm all for games being like I'm not even sure I care about them being up-res. Like I'll deal with them looking like shit. I just want access to them. Availability, yeah. yeah. That is super important. And like I'm aware, it's like, oh, this game hasn't aged super great. Oh, I'm aware. Like, uh, Jade Empire's graphics have not aged super great. It does not change the fact that I fucking love Jade Empire. Like, Burnout mm. Paradise. It looks okay still. Not amazing, but you know, it's still Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I care about. Exactly. Yeah. God Hand does not look great on my PS3, but you know, <laughs> God Hand. Oh, yeah, I know. That, that game's got other things that completely make up for that. Yeah. Where do you weigh in on this, Alex? Because mostly been me and uh, Charlie talking. Uh, I mean, you gotta pretty much summed it up. I don't think I have really anything in particular to add. I do like portability, like you were mentioning, but like, mm, I mean, I just like my PC more than anything else, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well then, I guess you would kind of fall into the like, you do you do you play old games on your PC because they are available? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't have to worry about that compatibility thing. Like, if I wanted to boot up Jedi Academy, I don't have to go look for the old console to do it. I just install it on my you know from Steam. Uh, if I want to play an old game, like I have an old copy of Quake Four. I can I mean, install it and I'm good. Doesn't matter what for that game I'm to on. work off of Steam. It's pretty likely someone had to make it work. No, like, actually, Jedi Academy. No. Okay. But I, but I mean, like, okay. Well, I'll give you an example of a game that you do have to kind of make work, and that's Red Alert Two. 
Okay. So I can still find a fix for it. Like, it's not hard for me to find a fix or something to get it to work. And then it works, and I'm fine. Like... Well, I mean, like, there are games out there, like, if I were to go and find an old copy of Grim Fandango mm. and just put it into my CD tray and tell it to start, it probably won't. Mm-hmm. But, but if I download through Steam, someone has taken the time to make it work with my modern OS. Yeah. So the fact or so the takeaway for me at least here is telling these companies, hey, if you make these games available to me on my modern equipment, I will buy them and I will be happy. Uh Do you- like well that's kind of a slippery slope because then you end up I'm afraid that if that becomes the case, you'll end up in the same situation as Hollywood, almost, where all they do is keep re-releasing rehashed shit. Like, and not necessarily rehashed, like, every year there's a new Call of Duty. I mean, rehashed, like, releasing, mo- like, like for example, when they release a prequel film or a film that already been out years ago, they kind of do the same with games. Like, oh, well, you could be making new games, but hey, we're just going to release a new version of... Of this, I'm remember? okay with that if it's games I say, like. Say, trust me, I know. I'm a fan of the Kingdom Hearts series. You're you are currently owning like the third in a long line of re-releases. But yeah. the, or, I mean, the flip side of that is certain games. Like you have a what do you have for your PlayStation that you're playing the Kingdom Hearts games on? Uh, the only other one I have right now is Destiny, and that's because I was playing that with Charlie. He has it for the PS4. Wait, what? He had, PS4, you own it for the PS4. Yeah, you yeah, would sorry. not be able to play that game if they did not backwards compatibility it. That is yeah. a PlayStation 2 game. It will not run on a PS4. But see, that's a that's a special situation because that's an MMORPG type of game. So after Wait, the, talking about Kingdom down, Hearts. You, I'm talking about Kingdom oh, Hearts. Oh, Kingdom Hearts, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said Destiny for a second there. Sorry, yeah. Well, no, I no, mean, no, no. I don't talk about Destiny. I don't play that game. Yeah. <laughs> Join well, us. I, like, here's the thing. Like, if it's there and it's convenient, I'll buy it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go find my old PS2 and all that anymore. Because I can't find... Like, to be honest with you, I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it stopped working. And, like, I, I'm i kind of like... I'm in the, in the... Like, if it's there and it's available, uh, I'll consider it. But I'm not going to, like, go completely out of my way for an old game. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm probably the odd man in this situation, I guess. But yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I really, really like, uh, for example, Super Mario RPG. If we're going to go back and choose an old game. There's no way I can play that on any current gen hardware. Obviously not counting emulators. But I'm, I mean, I'm not going to go and buy an old like S Super NES, buy the game. Which, by the way, I didn't know if you guys knew well, this. Well, that's that what game... the lack of backwards compatibility means. If if they backwards compatibility of the game, you don't have to go and buy an NES to play it. You, it means they bring the game to your current technology. Yeah, but then like every year, new current technology, I have to rebuy the game again. Like not necessarily. Well, yeah, I mean, if you hang on to the old consoles, I, I. I, I mean, I probably will in the future actually buy newer consoles and, like, hang on to my older ones. But for the most part, like, I bought a couple games on PS3 that I'm sure I can play, but I just don't feel like going to get them kind of thing. But I guess I'm, maybe I'm confusing myself in this topic. But, yeah, like, I mean, it, it just 
you'll have re-releases of the same game every year. Like, I'd rather buy new games than just keep buying the same old ones every year, even though it's been upgraded to the newest version. And I mean... What if it's... But what if it's unavailable? <laughs> I mean, if it's unavailable, then... If it's easy to get, maybe. But other than that, I won't really, like, go out of my way. I don't understand your definition of easy to get, because, like, all the games in mention, like, the idea... So you're saying you don't like backwards compatibility because it forced you to go get your old console, which is reverse logic. And then no, no, no. I, I mean like I don't want to be a case where these companies are depending on creating the old games and kind of skirting off, or not creating the old games, but having to constantly redo these old games, and then like have to release it every every year. And and then I guess this also touches on this other thing, like if they redo them and it's new, so to speak. It's not going to have the same feel as the when you played it a long time ago. Like, I played, was it Super Mario RPG a long time ago? And I played it recently, and it's like, yeah, I mean, this was fun. I remember it being super fucking awesome. But now I'm just kind of like, this is kind of bland. Even though it was fun, I mean, now it's like, eh. It, maybe it's just because I don't like to go back and play some of the older games I've completed kind of thing. Well, maybe what about that, game? I mean, hmm? what about games that you never got a chance to play? Uh, if I didn't get a chance to play them, it depends. I mean, usually the games I'm really interested in playing, I will pick up at some point. But for the most part, like, and again, it's probably because I'm just not so attached to consoles. Maybe that's why I'm kind of like, you know, meh about it. But well, it doesn't even have to be that. Like, I can remember as a kid, I always wanted to play the game Pharaoh, and I just never wound up getting it. And until GOG re-released it, that was something you just couldn't get. <laughs> ah. Like, there's plenty of games out there that fit the criteria you're describing. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I'm personally speaking, I don't think there's a game far back that I personally would, like, go and get again like that. I don't know. I guess, like I said, I'm, I'm in the... I'm well, in this... I remove the word again. Well, okay. Well, I would go get, pretty much. Just because, I mean, the moments pass, and it's like, eh. So... And again, it, it goes back to my thing that like anything I like to play usually is on PC because if I do want to go back and play it, then it's there. And for the most part, most of the games that I play aren't super difficult to get running on my setup. You also like, the weird tend one. to frequent kind of the flavor of the month game for a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and, and Charlie hit it right on the nose. Like, I do kind of like to play the modern stuff and newer stuff and kind of keep up with that stuff and then once that's done it's kind of done like was it uh well this actually this example won't work i was going to mention something about the matrix online like i love that game but and apparently somebody's working on a unofficial server but i have yet to even touch the unofficial server just because mm, i mean that moment's passed you got that over I mean, there's a lot more problems with that if you have an mmo with no community it doesn't matter what the mmo is like World of Warcraft wouldn't be fun if there was no people in it. <laughs> yeah. Or it would be oh, the no, best exactly. without people in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I, I'm, just, I'm just kind of a weird black sheep in this situation because I'm not too caught up on like the backwards compatibility of certain games. Yeah. Like You're playing Kingdom Hearts and Persona 4. <laughs> I'm playing Persona 4 because you guys asked me to and I said, sure, why not? Kingdom no, no, Hearts, you're the playing only... Persona 4 because I said we're playing Persona 4. <laughs> There you go. Kingdom Hearts, I happen to see that it was available. And I'm actually not going to play it as much as probably Mandy's going to play it because she's wanted to play it. 
So I'd like, I kind of want to see her reaction. And like, Kingdom Hearts was the one exception, I think. That I was like, oh, alright, well, it's easily available, why not? But, mm, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm an odd man out in this situation, I guess. Uh, alright. I mean, the slippery slope you've described has literally been done by only one company. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I know, I guess I disagree more because if the market share was in the other way that they were making more, like, re-releases and reses, that'd be one thing, but, like, that is not. <laughs> yeah. they The re-releases and up-reses are few and far between, so I want more of them. But we can agree to disagree. We don't have to be on the same yeah. page on everything. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I guess uh, also to touch on the other thing, like, I kind of, like... I li- it's like watching a movie you saw as a kid a long time ago that was really good, and then you watch it again, and it wasn't really that great. That's why That's I don't watch movies more than once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, oh okay. I, I feel about that way for certain games, so. No, that makes sense. I We talk, we because we're playing Persona 4, we kind of talk about that first Persona experience, so yeah, that makes sense in context. Yeah. Because that's, that's the first time I've ever been exposed to a Persona 4 game. Period. Other than hearing you guys talk about it every week, and I'm just kind of like, alright, cool. Sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Any minute now, I can jump in. <laughs> you have to play Catherine next, Jeff. Me? Yeah. I think I'll be okay skipping that you one. You should play Catherine. <laughs> they can live without the weird actual dating scene. You one. owe it to yourself to play Catherine. To... <laughs> Because Alex is going to play Catherine. No, God dang it. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, go back to your whiskey. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh... All right. So anyone want to say anything else on that topic? I don't have much else to say. We do have some listener mail, though, if we're ready to move on to that. What? <laughs> listener mail? Yeah. Um. Yay! Uh, if you write us an email, we will read it on the podcast potentially and answer questions or comments or whatever the right word is for it. But uh, Jeff, if you wanted to get in contact with us, how would you do it? First, you have to start a hockey team. Okay. Now, this can be a beer league team, an NHL team, a AAA team, little or we don't have little league, a mites team, squirts team. Totally flexible. So then what you need to do is you need to get a whole bunch of players for said team, and they're all going to come in. They're going to tell you, you know, I want this number, and I want this, you know, my last name on the back of the jersey. And you're going to ignore that shit. And then you're going to write out whatever your letter is using the last name spaces on the back of all these jerseys. And this team needs to go far into whatever their version of the playoffs is. I mean... Let's be realistic here. They don't have to win, but they do have to go through some kind of thing where, like, you know, they get into the, you know, like some high level game and then someone gives a speech about the power of friendship and bullshit and then Naruto swings in and saves the day or something. Or they Dragon Ball Z and they just scream until their power level slightly increases and they overpower the enemy. You know, typical plotline stuff. And then when they're skating around, when they just hit like just right, one photographer might catch a picture of the team with their names all in a row in such a way that makes out a uh, complete sentences for your letter. And then because of how crazy that might be, it may make its way to Reddit and then it might make its way to Charlie and then he might read it on this podcast. If you got a cool logo, I'll probably buy a jersey. Yeah, that too. Um, Alternatively, 
You can uh, contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that address, Alex? I believe it was uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, down the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. But to keep this hockey vibe going, hey, Jeff, and I guess Charlie, but probably not Alex. <laughs> so those NHL playoffs, huh? They are happening. Am I right? Andrew. Well, as a devout member of the Boston Bruins, I can't legally on paper really root for either team because one of them is the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins with Sidney Crosby, and the other one is the National Predators with P.K. Subban. And I cannot root for P.K. Subban, but I can root for Pecorine. And right now, Game 4 just happened, and hot fucking damn that Pecorine guy. And we can root against Crosby. Yes. Or as everyone from our conference says it, Crosby. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. So, yeah, I, I, I've been paying not very close attention, but I do acknowledge that they're going on. I believe one of my friends who I was talking to went back when uh, the Senators and the uh, Penguins were playing was like if if somehow magically just neither team could move on, yeah, <laughs> I'd be happy with that and just be like, okay, guys, no one gets the cup. Better luck next year on to twenty seventeen. I kind of want the Predators to win because they've never won before, and it's kind of fun when you get these mail uh, news updates where it's like the Predators have scored their first Stanley Cup playoff goal in history of the franchise. You're like, go you, Predators. Fuck you, the <laughs> Penguins. Yeah, so I guess uh, more likely to lean towards Smashville than the Penguins, but um, yeah. I still do not like that Subban guy. Diving yeah. is not okay. But we dislike Crosby more. Yeah. If you ever want to see something hilarious, watch P.K. Subban try and prove how big his balls are by fighting Brad Marchand, the smallest guy since Marty St. Louis. <laughs> thank you for the email, Andrew. Yeah, thank you for that one. <laughs> so moving on from that one. Um, Ooh, more than one? We got four. What? Oh, Jesus. Three more, I guess. Uh, building off our console talk just now, what would get you excited about the Scorpio since it's a pretty safe conclusion that Charlie will probably buy a Scorpio because it's available, what would it take for Jeff and Alex to buy a Scorpio? Asks Dennis. Um, literally, it would have to be components I could rip out of it and just put straight into my computer because there's no reason to own a Scorpio. <laughs> pretty um, much same boat. Like, I'd yeah. Every single game is going to be available for my computer. So unless the components within it go straight into my computer and just upgrade that, I have no reason to go to it. Yeah. I don't even think it's a sure thing I'll buy one just because it's out there. Yeah, that's a pretty safe bet. But until I know what the fuck that thing is, it's like, yeah. The the, the dev kit with the like FPS reader on the front's pretty cool. I kind of wish yeah. all my consoles had that. Well, thank you, Dennis. Um, I guess, like, other than that, it's like, or one thank you to Andrew and thank you to Dennis. Yeah. Um, like, with this thing, it's like, uh, ah, shit, my train of thought just left. Fuck, Yahtzee, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, uh, E3 coverage. It was mentioned in the last podcast that there might be some kind of Wicked Awesome cast coverage of E3, which hopefully will happen, but let's face it, Charlie's track record with streams is spotty at best lately. 
<laughs> when you guys uh, when you guys watched E three coverage in the past, who did you typically watch? Was there an E three coverage that you preferred over others? Will the E three streams actually happen, Jack? Do you guys or do you guys want to answer the will they actually? I'm going to try to make them actually may. happen. Me and Alex haven't really talked about it. I figured we'd reconvene tomorrow when you're physically here, Alex. But sounds good. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely do something for it. I, I'm not sure how many of us will be there for it. I, we will definitely do our post E3, like, man, that was cool, and who won, and that thing looked stupid. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll definitely do something. The, uh, I say, when it comes to, like, consuming media on them, typically I've gone through, like, when I've gone hard in the paint to get ready for these things, which that granted, I may spend my time doing other things like drinking and not working. Um, I went to the individual like companies and watched their press releases and just hit fast forward a lot sure. right, and give a shit about something. So it was very much like directly from the horse's mouth. It wasn't like I went to like GameStop or IGN or one of these companies and had it condensed down for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go to, I would Google search them, and I believe IGN does have decent coverage, but I could be mixing them up with GameSpot because they're pretty interchangeable in my head. Um, I, to just get kind of like, here's some highlights for like lesser known or for studios I like really didn't give a shit sure. about. Um, like, what's Nintendo doing? Give me the highlights. I'm not watching a full Nintendo press release conference. Yeah. Okay, what's Square Enix doing? Okay, you have my attention. Not that they're presenting this year, but they did last year. <laughs> uh, Giant Bomb's coverage of E3, I've always been a huge fan of, and will fully admit that, at least when it comes to our post-E3 stuff, I very much modeled our version of it off of their stuff, because I think they do it a... I, I find the way they approach it very interesting and very honest feeling, which, when it comes to mm-hmm. GameStop or GameSpot or IGN or others, it's like yeah, there's a certain level of, like, get hyped. Like, the the Twitch official E3 stuff is the worst. I buy that. It's it's just painful to watch. It's all, like, sound effects. And, like, doesn't this shit like look this. cool and shit? It's like, fuck off. You have nothing insightful to say. You're making sounds. Like, one of you just threw a bowl of popcorn at the other guy. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Alex? Mm, well, I do like Giant Bomb's coverage as well. Um, but, I mean, I figured I was going to be doing stuff there for you guys. Yeah. My understanding was I was going to be uh, E3 monkey you for are. certain things. So it's yeah. something Wicked Studios coverage is the best one. Is what yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'll probably be thing Charlie's to be like, go look at this. And I'll be like, yes. And then I go look at it and you're like, look at it again. Like, well, there's more stuff, and, like, that's all I care about. Like, oh, all right, well. Go uh, stand in line for Sea of Thieves, but I do it. Right? <laughs> now find a co- pirate cosplayer. Punch them in the him face for you. last year. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, I mean, I guess we'll figure out the details as far as what's going to happen tomorrow, like Charlie said. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to be there. I, can, I think I mentioned that last week's podcast that I'm going to be there. So yeah. if you see me, uh, feel free to say hi. I'll be there. I'll be working the Extra Life booth every day in the mornings, and then in the afternoons I'll be roaming around doing other stuff. But yeah. please feel free to say hi. 
Yeah, and and make sure you send if you have any requests you want to see from E three, make sure you send them to us because I will pass them on to Alex and be like, go find this shit. Like, if there's a cow to be milked this year, Alex is gonna go milk that cow like last year. <sighs> like last year, there was a cow to milk last year. What the fuck? Was it? Was it? Is in while you were there? It was for Farm what? Simulator. Oh, I thought it so was for. Yes. Uh, I thought it was for um, the 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 Switch game. No, no, that's too recent. I'm talking last year's E3 back when they uh, were like, okay. "Hey, we're we're putting on a new console thing. Uh, get hyped! We're not going to show <laughs> fucking shit of it at our conference. We're focusing only on Zelda this year." Yeah, I look forward to cringy PS uh, PlayStation Sony intros. To oh, their let actual... it fucking go already! <laughs> I guess on that topic, I will put an official schedule for what we will and won't be streaming or what I will and won't be streaming. Uh, but unless I say otherwise, or I guess if it's a conference, it's a press conference we've announced we're going to do, um, we will probably set up the stream about 10 minutes before the thing actually kicks off, give or take, and we'll be yucking it up or I'll be talking over it and complaining about waiting music or some shit. And yeah, that's how we're going to run it. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Uh, moving on from that, though, we have Thank one you, last. Jack. Yeah, we have one last one about E three, E three traditions. Hey, wicked awesome cast! Since E three is upon us, I was wondering if you guys had any special E three traditions that you like to indulge in. Do you throw E three parties? Is there some kind of something we could studio E three debate? Does Jeff and Charlie uh, do Jeff and Charlie burn Nintendo products as an offering to the um? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Nether Gods? I don't know what that means. I want to know. I, did, I burn them to Godfather Nurgle, the Chaos God. Yeah. Ah. Decay, it is in all of you. You can't escape it. Uh, I guess to answer this, um, Something Wicked Studios has our post-E3, hey, we thought this shit looked cool, filmed podcast thing where you put Jeff in a monitor box because he actually shows up for that, which is always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to starting us, I, I live tweet every conference. I may not do that this year, but I will tweet along with it because I've not had something better to do. I, my tradition typically was, but back when it was like, um, fucking Sony and Ubi and EA and Xbox, it basically was everyone on one day. I would, um, make myself pancakes in the morning, but like a fuck ton of pancakes and just like spend the entire day on the couch getting hammered needing pancakes and watching press conferences. <laughs> That's an oddly specific. It's an like, oddly why, amazing way to I, do I'm that. I'm a man of tradition. Why pancakes? Is I my like question. pancakes. Why not pancakes? They're good drunk food. Good I guess. Food. You know what's awesome <laughs> before you're drunk? Pancakes. You know what's fucking awesome after you're hammered? Because you made a drinking game halfway through the Ubisoft one where every time, um, what's her name? Alicia Tyler something cringeworthy, you drink pancakes. <laughs> or... Yeah, no, that, that sounds pretty good. That or Chinese food. Yeah. I'd be down with all of that, yeah. I, I've never lived a place I could get Chinese food at, like, what, like 9 a.m. in the morning or something? So maybe I do now. Yeah. Hmm. 
But yeah, no, like I, it, it, as much as I enjoy the Super Bowl every year, like the E3 day back when all the press conferences were on one day was like the day I camped out in my couch was like, I'm going to get this entire fucking party size bag of Cheetos and drink these two gallons of milk. Why? Because I ain't moving. <laughs> I'm drink this whole gallon of whiskey. <laughs> You two got anything? I don't Say, have any traditions, no. Say, as someone who does not live on the West Coast, yeah. uh, there were no E3 after, after parties where I am. <laughs> um, I'm sure my invitation was just lost in the mail, obviously. <laughs> um, Clearly. Yeah, how could they make that mistake? Um yeah, I've never really had much the way V3 traditions. I'm, like, the most out of touch when it comes to, like, gaming news. I get my gaming news when you guys get it um, a lot of the time, which I honestly is usually a good thing because I force Charlie to explain himself if one of our listeners hasn't heard whatever Charlie happens to be talking about. Um, it's only in the last couple of years because of Charlie I've actually, like, paid attention to E3 at all, really. Um because usually my life with E3 was E3 would happen, I'd ignore it, and then someone I knew would start complaining about something, and suddenly I'd be up to date on E3. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like E3 has always been like even way, way, way back, like before 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 I was old enough to drink and shit like that. Like E3 was a weirdly like sacred thing to me back when like G4 was still a thing. I would stay up late so I could watch the reruns of the press conferences. Like, hopefully school's out by then when E3 was happening so I could watch it live. Like, it's I've always cared a little bit too much about E3. Like, it was always the, like, week of the year compared to all other weeks of the year. I'm like, that's the fucking week I care about shit. I don't want to do shit. I want to see my friends. I want to sit on my couch and watch E3 shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an adult, so I can't do that anymore. But as a result, the kind of press conferences have morphed to a similar thing. Mm. Yeah. I think that does it on that topic. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Alex has a tradition. No, I don't. I either watch E3 at home... When I get home, because I work, or I'm at E3 because I got time off. Other than that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. So that does that. So anything else you guys want to talk about before we close this thing? Um, No, I think that's about it, but... Nothing big to pimp other than... Ideally, there'll be a stream coming. Yeah, there'll be three uh, coverage. It may have already happened some by the time you're hearing this. Uh, look forward to the future. Definitely look forward to our post-E3 thing. I've told Jim to pay attention to E3 this year. Uh, so we'll have the full crew assembled for that. Jeff will be in his monitor again, which seems to be yeah, a crap. Yeah, you can hang with Jim again. Yeah. It's always a party. Uh, it's always fun to edit, too, because it's like, oh, shit, that was cool. What mm. the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> to scum it up in my armchair um uh, yeah i guess happy e3 people you're hearing this during the kind of the preamble of e3 uh, i'd like to think of us as the preamble of e3 yeah because we're that important 
Um, mm-hmm. I think most of the press. This is the pre whiskey of E3. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird one. I think we'll have a lot to talk about as the week progresses. Um, there will be a normal podcast the week after E3. I don't fucking know what that podcast will be. That may just be the um, audio only version of our post E3 shit because that would make some version of sense. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Content continues. Persona continues. Metal Gear Solid continues. Jade Empire continues. Question mark? I think uh, I'll get around to editing Secret World stuff at some point because that stuff's a pain in the ass to edit. Uh, uh, We had a special thing go up on Friday of the week before this went up. Uh, We have our uh, Hey, Let's Play All of It of... uh, Late Shift, it's a weird-ass game. Me and Jim get into that thing. The entire game is full-motion video. What? Hmm. It's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Interesting. If you're intrigued, please check that out. Then check out the game, because that game's really fucking cool. But, yeah. Um, not too much. Uh, the Persona podcast me and Jeff recorded will go up sometime in the near future it's it's actually sitting in our uploaded content stuff on our website i just haven't made a thumbnail for it so that'll probably go up some week uh, i may say that for after e3 at this point so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle in all honesty mm-hmm. okay yeah hmm. but yeah i think that's it any of you guys want to take us out or got anything else you want to pimp before we get out of here oh uh, i got nothing at this time Play Persona 4 World. <laughs> We're just ending with that every week from here from here on for a while. Play Persona 4 until I start playing Persona 3 and then I'll change my tune. <laughs> yeah. With that, who wants it? Or did any of our listeners call it? They did not. Alright. So, uh, you wanted it, Alex? Sure. Alright, guys. Cue the metal. <laughs>